0: Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast. This is episode number five, where we're talking about strengthening your core. This is about the core four, your purpose, your mission, your vision, and your values, and how those will help you become a better organization. We're going to answer the question, what can you do to make your company faster, more effective, and have a bigger impact than you could otherwise? How can you make sure that you have the right people on your team? And how can you make sure that everyone is pulling in the right direction? Stay tuned to find out the answers.
1: Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business
0: and live a richer life. We're your hosts Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first and if you don't have time to grow your people then you're not leading.
1: Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking
0: and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. Today we're going to be talking about strengthening your core. It's all about the core four. What we call the core four which is your purpose, your mission, your vision and your values. These four aspects of your business define your company differently than any other company on the planet or at least they should and to the degree that you can be consistent with everybody in your company living them out, you will have a company that is much stronger than any of your competitors. Craig,
1: you and I both agree how important the core four is. What about the people out there? And there's many of them that say these foundational elements are not really foundational. They're nice to have. Wow. Yeah, we'll get around to it. Yeah, we sort of have an idea. That's for big companies. What do you say to them?
0: Well, it's interesting because even you and I, as we were getting Cartavera Vera started in, in this podcast, we started talking about what is the foundation of the business and we had to figure out, okay, what is the purpose and so forth. And making sure that you and I were in alignment, first of all, was really important to make sure that we were on the same page, that we wanted to actually start a business together. But let's say you have a company that's been going for a while, maybe it's even very successful in monetary terms and in other other ways. What I would say is that when you really look at the core four as a foundational element, the, the deeper your foundation goes, the taller the building you can create. And so if you look at engineers, engineers can look at a hole in the ground and they can tell you how tall that building is going to be able to be. To the degree that we can have the right people in the company who value the same thing that we do, who are committed to seeing that vision come to a reality, who want to see that purpose and who want to act in the way that the values are that we've established, you're going to find that you have people who are going to run faster, run farther, and have less drama in making things happen because they're committed to the same things that you are.
1: And you said a great thing in there, Craig. You used the word alignment. Yeah, And a lot of companies, and we talk about it with Cardovera, so many businesses and leaders are looking for acceleration in their business, whether it's in execution, it's performance, in revenues, in profitability, growth. And I would say that alignment is critical to acceleration. Maybe we call it the A squared. Just imagine, the more everyone is aligned, everything has to move quicker, faster sort of
0: like greasing the skids to success through that absolutely. alignment. Yeah, absolutely. And I've seen companies where there is such misalignment and people are working against each other. I mean, literally working against each other. I remember one organization I was, I was working with and the CEO had her direction and the rest of the company was like, oh, well, she's just kind of out there. She'll come up with a new idea every six months. And they were discounting where she was going. And so she could not lead that, that organization effectively. And I've seen other organizations where it's absolutely clear what the purpose is and what we're about and the values and those values were lived out and those values were used in performance evaluations. And you could see that the people who were in that company wanted to be there, they were aligned with that and it eliminates so much friction along the way. So Craig, what, what I heard in that, and a great thing to highlight
1: is you talked about misalignment. And too often, I see leaders and organizations that don't get concerned or think they need to get better unless there's this dramatic misalignment. Things are so (laughs) out of whack. But I would say it's actually more like when you're fully aligned, everything's smooth and organized. You're going to accelerate. You're going to have quicker growth, all those fewer obstacles. Absolutely. But any degree of separation of alignment is misalignment. Yes. You are now slower, less effective. You're not nimble anymore or agile. So anything that's out of alignment is misalignment in my book.
0: Yeah. And I, I really think it comes back to it creates additional friction. The farther distance you're going, a slight misalignment can make a huge difference. If you're only up to something a little, you know, like if you're not, not really trying to change the game in your industry, then maybe that misalignment is okay. It's gonna cause some friction, but it's not gonna really be that bad. But if you're up to something big, you really need that alignment because the farther you go, the more off you're gonna be from your target. So let's dig into what the core four are. Let's talk about purpose. Now, purpose is really why does the organization exist? Some people are gonna say, really? We're gonna go there? I mean, it, I wanna make money. Make okay? as much money as possible and live on the beach and collect 20%. Maybe that's your personal goal, but what about the goal of the organization? Why did you create the organization to begin with? Was it for your personal gain? Was it to accomplish a mission? Let's use an example. So CartaVera, the company that Jeff and I've started and that this podcast is coming from, it exists as a leadership development ecosystem. And our purpose says this, Cardevera exists to grow people in businesses so that they can positively impact the world around them. Exactly.
1: And that will get me out of bed every morning. Right. That is a purpose
0: so far beyond myself. Absolutely. That's really important. And it's, it is not lip service. This is something that you, you feel down in your bones. This is not something that's esoteric. It's not something that, oh, let's, let's just put up some nice words that people can align with. I mean, if you remember back decades ago, When one of the pain relievers had an issue of contamination and the board of directors came together and they looked at that and they said, okay, what are we going to do in this situation? It's going to cost a lot of money, hundreds of millions of dollars or something like that to solve this problem. What do we do? And one person in the room, they looked at the core values of the company. They looked at what the purpose was and they said, we have to solve this problem. We have to recall all of that product.
1: And I think the great thing about purpose, and you, you touched on it, Craig, is it's this thing that it's, becomes this guiding light and something that you can check against all the time, literally yes. every day. To me, it's important. Once you've created these core four, starting with purpose, the end of the every day, ask yourself, did we move the needle on our purpose today? Did we live our purpose today? And if not, we're going to look at something different tomorrow. To me right. these core four have to be part of a daily conversation, not just this is what I ate it 's not just this nice image on the wall right it's really pretty but it 's
0: not alive oh that's a good word it's not alive and and I think that life you're breathing life into your company when you create the core four with intention with heart when you go beyond just words and doing an intellectual exercise when you really get connected to the feeling and the the ethos of your business. This is where the core four comes alive. And I think as we we look at that and we look at our purpose, this is something that we want to have reviewed on a regular basis. It's not that the purpose is going to change, but that we are making sure that we're in alignment with that purpose over and over and over again. This is not just for the annual meeting or something like that. I would say Make sure that you're talking about it on a regular basis. There's some sort of conversation, whether it's from the CEO down or whether it's within groups, maybe you're talking about it within your other team meetings. But as we say, we want to have that alignment, each group has to take responsibility for its piece of it. And this is where goosebumps matter. (laughs) Yes. I tell organizations
1: and teams all the time, if you look at your purpose and the rest of your core four and you don't get goosebumps. And at the same time, you don't also have some fear. Whoa, wow, wow, that's just so big, I don't know, you
0: missed it. Yeah, there's a good quote. If your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. Exactly, yes. When we look at the purpose, we want to, we want to really stretch ourselves there and say, okay, what are we really up to here? If you just wanna have a lifestyle business, totally fine. That's your choice. But if you want to make a huge difference, if you want to have a big impact, like what we're talking about here, this is where you really want to make sure that you have that purpose well spelled out. Jeff, what would you say is the difference between a purpose and a mission? Well, for me, the purpose
1: is, is typically bigger in scope. It is about impact. To me, if you don't have a purpose with some impact, what's the point? But the mission starts to become more like a path to something where there's this outcome that you can start to see at the end, and even if the mission, a lot of missions are very aspirational, you sort of say, I don't know if we can literally get there, but we're moving towards that. So the purpose is this surrounding energy, and the mission starts to narrow down to we're heading towards something, where are we going? And
0: almost how. And how. If we don't know how, we're
1: never gonna get there.
0: Yeah. So, for example, looking at the Cartavera mission, we talked about the purpose, but the mission is Cartavera will deliver the most engaging, effective, and impactful leadership development and business growth offerings on the planet. Uh-oh. Okay. That now,
1: must be a good one because I just got goosebumps got, and then I got a little <laughs> so nervous. So did I. I. just,
0: it's like, whoo. that Ooh, feels good. Yeah. Take a and breath
1: before that one.
0: Scares the crap out of me. Absolutely. Because I know that there's a lot of work that's going to go into making that happen. But we've already done a lot of the visioning process of what it's going to take to create this ecosystem, what the different parts are. It's now just a matter of making those things happen, bringing on the right team and establishing the foundation that we need with the rest of the core four to actually get there. So that's the mission. Do it until like Jeff said, you get those goosebumps. Well, one thing, one thing I like to add about mission is this, you
1: think about this question, what's your mission? And we're talking about organizational mission. You can also have a personal mission. Absolutely. But if someone says, I don't know, to me, the natural thought that comes to me is, then how do you know where you're going? <laughs> <laughs> how do you measure your life or your organizational life right?
0: if you haven't decided where you're going? You're, you're absolutely right. And bringing it to the personal level is super, super important. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cardebera. Cartevera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartevera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. The Cartevera Tribe is a membership program like nothing else you've seen. In addition to training and resources, You'll also have access to Craig and Jeff, as well as masterminds, coaching, implementation plans, game days that challenge your thinking and accelerate your growth, and a personal growth Sherpa who will be your guide on the side to help you achieve your biggest goals. You can find out more at Cardivera.com. that's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com, or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome back. Well, let's talk about vision. And when I, when I think about vision, this is really how you see the future and especially the future that your organization creates. If you look back at when Steve Jobs was talking about Apple, we're gonna put a computer in everybody's home. Maybe that was Microsoft, I forget who it was, but that was a big statement back before personal computers were really a big thing. And so as we look at having that big, big vision of where you're trying to go, Having that clarity of what that is out there in front of you is hugely important and this is part of being able to bring on new people, new team members, new partners, new clients because they're going to get captivated by the vision you've created. This is where it starts to become real for a lot of people because as they see, okay, this is the vision that we're creating in the future and I'm going to be a part of making that happen. Well, that's such an important
1: point, Craig, about
0: bringing on your
1: team through the lens or the filter of your core four. Because if you don't have them, you have no lens, you have no filter. If you do have them, are you bringing them into not just the interview process but the attraction process? Because you want people coming to you because they want a piece of this. Because right. they've heard from, they've heard on the grapevine, they've heard on the street, they've heard from other team members. But if you don't know what these things are, then you have no ability to focus on finding the best people and everybody wants the best people but
0: you have to define what that is. Yes. And so it's defining how are you going to be different? How will your team be different at this vision when you're saying how will you be different when you get closer to that vision? How will your team be different when you get closer to that vision? How will your clients be different when you get closer to that division? And how will the world be different, even your part of the world? And so it, it should be aspirational. It should be something that stretches you and scares you. And it's like, this is a big thing that we're up to and it's challenging, but it, it also, yeah, gives you goosebumps, but it, it gets you up in the morning and you say, okay, I get to work on this. I get to help make this vision a reality. And it grounds your entire organization to make that vision a reality. Well, and a big piece of this in any organization, and this is,
1: For those organizations who have done a good job of creating the core four and they have their purpose, mission, vision, and values, you also have to find ways, very tangible ways to connect your people to them. They have to understand that that's what this is about. You know, I, I heard about this organization, I can't remember the name, years ago, and they made equipment for artificial hearts. Oh, wow. So you can say, what do we do? We make artificial heart. Mechanics, (laughs) but when you looked at their vision, it was some version of we make sure that more people get to become grandparents and spend time with their grandkids.
0: Wow.
1: So that they're, and they translated that to the team. So that front desk person who's answering the phone is not taking a call from a customer. She's taking a call that she's connected to that mission of by me answering this phone and doing this well and providing a great experience, I'm a part, I am contributing to that big vision of having people be able to be grandparents and spend time with their grandkids.
0: That's amazing. Now, do you think that you just tell them once and they're gonna get it and they're gonna constantly have that perspective or do you think it's something that needs to be reinforced and talked about? They gotta, they gotta see it, they gotta hear it,
1: they gotta smell it, they've gotta have it yeah. reinforced. And every time someone does something right, instead yes. of just saying, thanks for getting it right, talk about, man, thanks for helping our vision come alive. So they yes. can constantly see, they got to be connected to it because not everybody is going to naturally connect what they do every day. That person pushing the broom
0: needs to connect to that Yeah, every day. And I think one of the most beautiful ways that I've seen that come about is the interview that we had with David Akers and how he integrates the use of values within his company. It's part of the Cartevault, which is part of what you get when you become a Cardevera member. He enacts this process within his company so that everybody can reward other people when they see them doing the right stuff, when they see them living out the values of the company. It's it's an amazing process. And they made it visual. Yes. And fun. And
1: fun, visual and fun. Yeah. And we forgot out the other key part, Craig. The team
0: created it.
1: Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. Brilliant. That's why you gotta be a member of Cardivera.
0: Access to that <laughs> carnival. The Carta Vault is where we go deeper with the interviews that we have on the Impact Leadership podcast and we have additional episodes inside of the Carta Vault so you can go even deeper into, into some of that learning. But getting back to the vision, it it's really if your team isn't excited about and committed to the vision, then they don't need to be on your team. Now that's a tough thing for some people to hear, I remember in a company, That I worked for a long time ago, that was a fantastically run company. There were some people in there that just didn't sit with that vision. They were fantastic producers, they were some of the best at doing the work, but they didn't fit with the
1: organization. You know, where, you know, most of us, a lot of us, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of us, If we have not been a part of those kinds of organizations, sometimes it's not clear what it looks like and what it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, oh, that's true. But a great place we can actually see it, a lot of us can see it in sports, because you'll see a player who's a fantastic player, but they're not good for the team. And you'll see teams, let them go because they realize you bring so much here, but you're not helping us get better, and you don't align with our mission, vision, and values. And that's what wow. it's about, finding that alignment. And, you know, I was talking to a client actually this morning, Craig. Fascinating discussion because they're a growing company and they, they're great. They've got their core four, they're focused, they got their five-year plan. But I asked him, your five-year plan is based upon 16 people. That's what they believe. At five years out, 16 people. They have 11 today. And I said, how many of the 11 – do you know for sure are going to be on that team in five
0: years?
1: (laughs) And he went down the list and he said, wow, five. There's some other possibilities, but there's only five that I would say I definitely want on that team. Wow. So I said, look now at the sense of urgency now. It's five years out, but what needs to happen today so you're on track to have those awesome people who are aligned and are ready to live those values every day, not just do good work. Yeah. Because you know what? There's a lot of good companies that do good work, but great companies have great people that do great things and have incredible impact.
0: I mean, just going back to the sports analogy, your dad was a professional baseball player. (laughs) So when you look at how they bring on a team like that, did he have any, any perspectives on what we're talking about here? Well, his perspective comes from his 30 years as a college baseball coach. Okay.
1: Going out and trying to find the best players and realizing, not realizing, but as a coach, practicing this in the sense of saying, here's what we stand for. Here's what our values are as a team. Now, their mission was always the same. We want to win our national championship. And I'm going to recruit the best players, but I'm also going to look for the players that make us a better team. Because I, and he also knew because he was sort of the underdog, he was a division one, well, division two, then division one but he was playing the big boys who had bigger budgets, bigger opportunities to recruit. So he had to go find those hidden gems, but he was always looking for character in addition
0: to talent. Great point. And that's something that a lot of people miss is how do you judge character when somebody comes in? Well. You have this little thing called social media nowadays that exposes a lot of stuff. The question is, are you willing to give up somebody who could be a fantastic star performer for somebody who would be a better fit with your organization, better chemistry, so to speak? And so let's, let's just talk about vision. You know, as we look at Carteveira again, Carteveira, our vision, Carteveira is the world's best recognized and regarded business for developing leaders and creating business success positively impacting the lives of hundreds of millions of people around the world. You know, once again, I'm getting the goosebumps, yeah, but it's, deep, it's very specific. Breath, Craig. It's world's best recognized and regarded business. So we're not competing with schools, for example, or some other organizations. It's, it's about a business. And as we look at hundreds of millions of lives, well, it's not, those aren't going to be our direct clients. As we impact leaders, leaders impact their people. And so there's a ripple effect. And that's the way we see it is that we are trying to get at that top of the food chain, so to speak, so that we can impact all the way down the organization. And that's what this podcast and Cartavera is all about. It's
1: all about the ripple. Absolutely. In this case, it's the ripple that comes from
0: impactful leadership. Yeah. So let's shift over to values. And I think values to me is really where we start seeing the reality of all of this thinking in the core four to align. When we look at values, values are something that we can actually assess. Is somebody living out these values or not? Is somebody aligned with the way that we're operating the business? And this is a conscious decision for how we are operating the business. Absolutely. And
1: are our decisions every day in alignment? And even better, I love framing the questions as what decision best aligns with our values. That's a great point. Instead of what should we do? No, what Hmm. decision best aligns with our values? Because that's bringing it into the moments every day. That to me is bringing values alive.
0: And I would say bubble it up a little bit. You could say what decision best aligns with our values and helps us accomplish our vision, mission, and purpose. Absolutely. Yep. And so I I see values as a measuring stick. You can actually have in your performance reports, okay, how well did this person align with these values? In uh, EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, they have this tool called the People Analyzer. And it basically looks at each of the values, okay, we're going to give a plus or a minus or a plus minus on each of the values to say whether they're living them, they're sort of living them or they're not. And then it gets into GWC. Do they get it? In other words, do they understand the job? Do they want it? Do they have a passion for it? it, And can they do it? So the GWC, do they get it? Do they want it? And can they do it? But a big portion of that is really the values. Are they in alignment with our company? And if not, those people may not stay around. And that's something that we need to be looking at in our hiring process. We need to get at how do we understand what somebody's values are before they come into the company, before they negatively infect our company with different values.
1: And if we're going to have values as a measuring stick, which they are, one thing that a lot of companies and leaders miss is we have to have bit, an ability to clearly define those values. Yes. Because a lot of times I go into companies who have values and some of them, I, you know, this is, is always like a red flag to me we've got the little laminated cards <laughs> and everybody's got it in their pocket. And I said, well, but can pe- do people know what those values are? And well, you know, half the people can recite them to you, but reciting them doesn't tell me what they mean. A lot of people, one of their values is integrity. What does that really mean? It means different things to different people. So the organization's responsibility is not only create these values, And also live them, but be really clear on what they are. Because if I'm gonna measure a team member against this value, it's gotta be really clear to that teammate what that means. And that's why it's so essential to highlight in day to day activities when someone lives it and when they don't. So the whole organization can say, oh, that's what it looks like. That's an example of integrity. That's an example of fun. That's an example of excellence. Whatever it is, the organization, it's, it's on the organization to be able
0: to define these and make it clear to the team members. Yeah, and we'll give you an example. One of our core values is love others. And I'd say love others, and then in parentheses, we say never belittle them. And then the sub to that is how we define it. Love others as much as yourself. Love them how they want to be loved. Love yourself as much as others. Take care of yourself and be your best you. Do your work as if you're working for God. Hint, you are. Listen to people and understand their passions, then encourage and support people in those passions and on and on. You know, here's a quote from Zig Ziglar, you can have anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. These are all parts of the definition of this one core value that we have inside of Cartevera. And it's, it's really helpful to see that. And as we communicate that, we can just pull out one of those sentences and, and use that at the beginning of a, of a meeting and just say, all right, let's contemplate this for a little bit. What does this look like in this situation? How would we make a decision based on this? And really what it comes down to is as people understand and see the leaders living the core four, they start getting incorporated into their actions and then their decisions. And as people start making decisions based on the values and the vision and the mission and the purpose of your organization, you're going to see a transformation in how easily work gets done, how effortlessly it seems to just progress, and how fast business is accomplished. And Craig, let's
1: talk about the other side of that. Oh, okay. Because we have to talk about it. So many times I'm talking to organizations and they have their core four, and they've got their values, and the biggest issue is leadership is not following them. Absolutely. Leaders are the ones who are not living the values, and so now those values become mere words. My opinion is that if you have a choice between having values that the leader doesn't live or not having values, you're better off not having values. No, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Having them that are not being lived, that's the kiss of death because if now there's there's no trust. Not yep. only misalignment, there's distrust that's actively created every day. Now yep. your organization went, talk about friction. Now you're right.
0: trying to push the stone uphill by yourself. And we talk about trust and having it be a safe environment. And, and when you see that what they say is one thing and you see them living something different, you're in this quandary of, okay, what's real here? What's real in this organization? So, for example, that company I was talking about earlier, that was a great company to work for that really had a lot of things down. I went to work there, and within the first month, I really got to get a sense of who people were, you know, coming in as one of the leaders of the company. And the third in command in the company, I could see was not in alignment with the values. And I pointed that out to the CEO, and he just kind of chuckled, rolled his eyes, and yeah. But we're not going to do anything about it. It's like, okay. What was interesting though is that same person that I was talking about later on, he got with the program and he started living out the values of the company.
1: Do you remember what shifted? Because, you know, some people, including me might've looked at that and said, wow, the company has revealed itself to me. They're not who they say they are. I'm out. You didn't, you stuck around. Did they do something in particular that helped that shift
0: happen with that number three in charge? I don't know in particular, just because I didn't report to that person, that third in command. But I know that the CEO would have been diligent about talking through the values, the, the, our HR leader who was strategic, not just a functionary. Um, she would have been very consistent with talking about that. And this was not a place where we shied away from difficult conversations. So I would guess that there was some coaching going on. There was some some other discussions, and it probably was not just that person woke up one day and said, "Oh, I need to get with the plan."
1: You know, this brings one of those points. This brings up for me, Craig, and this is again another whole podcast. I'm sure we'll get to is about tolerance. To yeah. me, values and the core four have to be a no tolerance zone, and you know, you've said before in our conversations this idea that. Not abiding by the values is grounds for dismissal. And I agree with that. I think that when it comes to values, because values are often talked about and rarely fully lived, and it's not about being perfect, but it's recognizing that when I missed on the values, I'm going to take responsibility for that and show some change in my behavior going yeah. forward. But to me, values values should be a difficult process. One of the things, because I do a lot of these and you do these, Craig, we get a team together to help them create these. And I always say this, if you don't have arguments happening when you're creating the core values, it wasn't a good process. Because people need to be willing to fight for those values because they are so important. Saying, these are the non-negotiables. I'm going to follow these values, even if it means a loss of employees, a loss of a relationship, a loss of revenue, a loss of profit. And here's the big one, even a loss of a business.
0: Wow. Okay. Now you've really established the values that you're holding dear and you're committed to that. And I'd say the process that some people go through, if you already have a business, which if you're listening to this, you probably do. And you're trying to figure out how do I apply this? How do I build this in? Well, you really need to start thinking about, okay, if I'm going to come down to these core values, look at the team members that you would say, these are the ideal team members. What characteristics do they have? and start writing those down. And then you'll start seeing some alignment between the people that you say, these people are operating at the highest level. If you, if you don't have any people like that, uh, <laughs> you know, you might need to make some changes. But ultimately, you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, what's already true for the organization? And maybe where do we want to shift it a little bit and make sure that we have everybody in the core leadership team aligned with that. Because once you do that, you're going to be saying, all right, now all of you in this room who are making this decision about what these core values are, if you're not living them, you are also at risk of not having a job if you don't live up to these core values because it is absolutely essential that not only are we in agreement, but we're living it out and we're modeling it for the rest of the company as well as holding them accountable for being aligned with those values. So Craig,
1: we've shared a lot about the core four, what they are, sometimes what they're not, we really buy in deeply to the importance of the core four, and hopefully a lot of our listeners either did or did more deeply now, or they're ready to go create them for themselves. What would be your closing offer
0: to our listeners about how they look at the core four? Ultimately, the way I see the core four is it's the foundation of your business. Like I mentioned before, the more solid your foundation is built, the bigger your building is gonna be able to be, the greater your business can have and the more impact you're going to be able to have. And that's what we're talking about here is what kind of impact are you going to have in this world? And if you want to have less friction, if you want to have people who are really enjoying the work that they do and they can enjoy the environment in which they're working and are less at odds with the people that they're working with, so the core four is huge at making sure that everybody is pulling in the same direction. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartevera Tribe. The Cartevera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartevera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartevera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartevera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed.